Do you love the podcast and want to hear more? Do you sometimes wish it was more than once a week? Well, guess what? I actually record every three to four days for the High Vibe Book Club. I have a question for you. How many hours a day do you spend mindlessly scrolling on your phone or mindlessly watching Netflix? When was the last time you read a book that changed a crappy habit that you have or a limiting belief keeping you stuck? That is where I come in. Think of me as your personal trainer for self-development books. Anyone can buy a self-development book and leave it sitting on their shelf for months collecting dust while you stay stuck with the same crap holding you back. In the High Vibe Book Club, we choose incredible and diverse books for each month as I coach you through each chapter and exercise. I keep it real, I keep it no fluff, and I keep it entertaining, bringing you into an amazing community of high vibe people that will hold you accountable. You need to make a choice. Do you want to stay the same or do you want to evolve into your true, authentic, high vibe self? Someone who doesn't give a crap about what other people think about them. Someone who knows they are worthy and deserving of anything they want out of life. What are you waiting for? Reading one chapter every couple of days leads you to 12 books a year. Imagine how much knowledge you will have. Get ready to get through the crap holding you back in your finances, love life, family and friends, and most importantly, your mindset. Change your mindset, change your life. Once you become a member, you have full access to the High Vibe Archive so you can sign up anytime and do any book that you would like at your own pace. I recommend you buy the book, you follow the calendar pacing guide, and listen as I summarize each chapter, go through the exercises with you, and share my strategies, experiences, and ideas. Or you can read along in real time with the group. We choose one book a month and start on the first. Simply sign up wherever you see the link. I have it in my Instagram bio, YouTube description, or in the show notes of this podcast episode. There is also a private community in the membership portal, so you're never alone in this journey. And lifelong friendships will be made. Join today and your future self will thank you. Imagine where you will be in three months, six months, or even a year from now. Your best high vibe authentic self is waiting for you. Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and this is your weekly no-fluff self-development podcast for teachers. The High Vibe Teaching Podcast is the self-development you need to instantly improve your life and get through the crap holding you back. Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Bree. And over here, we talk all things to keep you high vibe, your version of high vibe. I believe that teachers should and can love their job teaching and in return impacting their students. I believe that by empowering teachers, we empower students. So welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. So happy you're here today. Um, This week's episode is a really great episode. This is an a question I asked on my Instagram at high five teaching. And I said, what is something that you need to hear right now? And I got a response and that is what this podcast episode is dedicated to. 
Before we jump in, I do want to give a little update about myself. I have not been posting on YouTube every single week anymore because I am figuring some things out and I'm really working on having like my podcast on my YouTube. Just go and flow with me. I've been saying this for a while, but I am really concentrating on working more with my flowy side of myself, the feminine energy side, the flowy flow. So that is the intention I've been having. So I am just taking a wee bit of break with YouTube. I'm going to be posting a couple more um, videos coming up, but I'm really just saving YouTube for 2022. It kind of is looking like. So I just completed, I believe, a full month of work and I am really enjoying it. Wait, what is today's date? Oh, today's date is October 24th, Sunday. Tomorrow's the 25th. I started on the 27th and I am really enjoying my job. Um, For those of you who are new here, I just got hired as a special education teacher, but more so a behavioral um, teacher, like a behavioral interventionist. That is truly like what I am in teacher form. And I help students in kindergarten in grades kindergarten through second, learn how to process their emotions, make better choices, identify their feelings and self cope. And I am truly loving it because the whole goal of my role is to have the kids learn how to adapt in a classroom. So they will be able to eventually mainstream back into the general education classroom. So my kids came from general education because they could not handle the structures in general ed. So now they're with me and I teach them how to, you know, be in a classroom so they will be able to learn with their peers. And I'm really enjoying it. I've done it for four weeks. I want to do a little bit of planning um, going forward after I record this podcast. I want to do a little bit of planning for the next couple of weeks. It's just weird jumping into the middle of a semester. I started end of September. So they're in school for six to eight weeks, I believe, almost two months. And I just came in and this is my third week completely on my own. Um, You know, the only thing that's a little bit of a battle is not having an aid because I'm supposed to have two aids. I don't have any. All I have are like flexing people. So people that aren't permanent in my room. And when you are creating the most, you know, structure within your classroom, because that's what these students need is pure structure and routine and familiarity. When you don't have that with the aids, it's a, it's a challenge and I'm seeing it. And sometimes I have really good days and sometimes I have crazy days, but I am really, really enjoying it. I think this is a perfect balance for me and I'm really happy to be in this position. (laughs) So I did get a new student last week. So that is adjusting as well. There's always adjusting because that, you know, I'm teaching these kids how to handle life because life is not structured, perfect cookie cutter. It's not, it's more flowy. How are we going to respond to what's going on in our external world and managing our emotions? So I'm really enjoying it. I think it works really well with me. I think it works really well with this podcast as well and my YouTube channel. So I'm just really grateful that I'm here in this moment. I'm so like in sync with, I don't know, my sole purpose. Who knows? But I am happy. Also, a huge announcement. 
in November, we are one week out from November. We are going to be starting a brand new book in the High Vibe Book Club. I mentioned it in the beginning of this podcast. We just finished the book, The Miracle Morning, which has completely just revamped my entire life. And I will say I have such a kick-ass morning routine that I'm in completely, I am completely in love. But for the book of November in the book club, we are going to be starting The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. This book is very special to me because whenever I read this book, like life just gets so much better. And if you do read this book with us in the book club, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about because this allows you to look at every little situation in your life completely differently through the lens of gratitude. And the thing is with gratitude is when we are truly grateful for things in our lives and you know we feel the gratitude and we truly feel in deep with the gratitude of everyday life and the most little mundane things. And when you look at everything with gratitude, you get so much more in return. It's like you just do a little flip, little change in your perception, flip on the gratitude switch, and life is truly magical. So yes, I love this book, (laughs) The Magic. This is going to be my fourth time reading it. Fourth time. Freaking nuts. Can't wait. I love October. October. What? I love November. I love the month November. And the month of November is all about being grateful, gratitude, Thanksgiving, giving thanks. So I think it's perfect for November. I can't wait to read it with you all. I guarantee you it's going to change your life. Like I'm just telling you right now, if you join the book club, you read the magic, you participate in the 28 day um, gratitude challenge, and you follow along with me in the book club, you, you know, just post in the community, get to know new people. It will completely change your life. You'll be completely different. 28 a month from now. Just saying, just saying. The link is in the show notes down below. Can't wait for you to join. I'm telling you, you will love it. And if you're listening to this in the future, you can join the book club at any time. You can do the magic at any time. Any book that you want that we have done in the past, you can read at your own pace anytime you please. All right, you guys, let's dive into this podcast episode because this is going to be such a good one. So again, I mentioned that on Instagram at high vibe teaching, if you're not following me over there, please do. I post a lot on stories. Anywho, and I ask you guys a lot of questions um, to help me help you. So I asked, what is something that you need to hear? You know, I really want to know what, you know, you guys are feeling. What do you, what is something you need right now? What do you need from me? And I Someone wrote, and this is quote, (laughs) I need to hear that teaching will get better. Right now, I just can't imagine doing this forever. And there was a sad face at the end as well. And this is where I'm going to talk about the three things that you need to understand if you are a newer teacher, if you're new to teaching, if you want to get into teaching. These are the three things that you need to understand. And this question or this statement breaks my heart. Um, You know, I'm getting a little emotional reading it. And it's because it's so sad. It's so sad because, you know, I was there. So I'll talk from experience. But I waited years to get my teaching credential. 
I waited and dreamt about a job that I wanted so badly. And I got the job and I became a teacher. Um, but I wasn't prepared to teach and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have support and I had nothing. I had my 30 students who I loved so much. Those 30 students are forever going to be ingrained in my heart. I love them so much. They truly made my first year of teaching great in that regard. But overall, my first year, first years, honestly, were pretty bad. Um, very emotional roller coasters, highs and lows. And there were multiple times where I said, I need out. I'm looking at other options. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yes, I'm doing it for the kids, but I can't do this. Like I can't go with these rules or, you know, follow these strict, strict, um, walls that are built or what am I trying to say? But I, I've looked (laughs) many times at other job opportunities and it wasn't until COVID happened where I didn't get to see my kids anymore. And I had to teach online for a freaking year that I really changed the way I look at teaching. I changed my own teaching mission statement, which is what we're going to talk about in this podcast episode. And I became more aligned with teaching itself. And another reason why this is so sad, it's because I feel for the teacher. Like it's such a lonely feeling, feeling so burnt out with no support, with no happiness in your soul, because that's what I experienced. I didn't even see all the little things to be happy about because I was depressed. Um, my first three years really of teaching, I was depressed. It wasn't till I would say after COVID, when we were able to go back, that's when I found the joy again in teaching because I was just so grateful to be back in person. And I changed, it changed my viewpoint on teaching as a whole. And I'm grateful it did, but it's sad because the teacher's not enjoying their time teaching. And we are so powerful. Teachers are so powerful you set the tone for your day. You set the tone for how you want your kids to act. Like teachers are the most powerful thing in the classroom. There have been quotes and quotes and time and time again, you hear all the time how it's not, you know, it's all about the teacher that really impacts the students. It's the teacher. The teacher's the number one element of success, something along the lines of that for a quote for you. Um, But I hear it all the time. And if a teacher's not happy, if a teacher does not feel high vibe, if a teacher feels depressed and doesn't want to be there and not supported and scared and feeling judged constantly, feeling like there's no positive anything around, not getting what they need on an energetic spiritual connection either, you're going to not be a good teacher and you're not going to be a good teacher for your students. And our students come to us in hopes of school being an escape for them. I just think about students who, you know, don't have the best home life or it's a stressful home life in general. And they come to school and they want to be surrounded in an energy that gives them the knowing and feeling that they can be and have anything that they want out of this life. They can do anything they want. They are powerful. 
they can change what they don't like, they can be who they want to be, and they can do whatever they want out of life. That is what I think school is, that is what I think teachers represent, and that is what I think that students need. And I wasn't being that teacher when I was depressed, and I was depressed for my job, which was teaching. And But you're in a year-long contract, and you know on the back of your mind, I can't just quit because that's going to look bad for future opportunities. At least that's what I felt like. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, more about that in the um, the points I'm going to make later. But it's a really hard thing feeling like you're so stuck in teaching, especially when you're new. You don't know what the hell's going on. And it's a lot. I got. I feel like I got ran over by a truck my first year of teaching. I actually remember the moment where like my joy went away about teaching. I remember it. It was back to school night before the first day of school. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. All the kids were coming in. Um, all the parents were coming in to learn about me and you know my classroom rules when I had no idea what I wanted to do for classroom rules. Like I knew nothing. I knew very minimum. I got questions. <laughs> People were asking me questions. I had no idea. I was like, just going to try the best that I can. And it was just crazy. But guess what? I am here sitting in this chair right now in the beautiful city of Las Vegas, where I just moved to, where I am teaching something that matches me so beautifully in an amazing school, you guys. The school I teach at is absolutely amazing. The people that work there are amazing and nice, and the administration is so helpful. It is such a well-functioned school or like a well-oiled um, machine of a school. Like, it's so smooth. It's so nice. And I am happy. I am living my best life teaching. I am the teacher who I want to be now. I feel so alive, so good. So I am here to say that it does get better. Um, I always say that to new teachers when I meet them in person, because it breaks my heart when I hear teachers all the time say, I want to quit. I want to find something else. I want to do something else because I just feel like if you are a teacher, you are special. You are like a light and you're, you're here for a reason and you're doing teaching for a reason. And I don't want you to quit because you don't have support. I want to be that support for you um, in your years of teaching because it never gets easier. I'm just letting you know. It never gets easier per se. You just learn how to handle the stress of it and you learn how to take care of yourself. That's that's the truth. Never going to get super easier, but you are going to be able to manage better. So now let's get into the three things that I need you to understand um, if you are feeling like you want to quit, you want to burn out and you want to quit teaching even though you feel like you should be a teacher. Like if you're feeling conflicted, I think this is perfect for anyone who is in the education space, teaching, subbing, um, a paraeducator, an aide, whomever, this is for you. All right. So the three things I need you to understand. The first one is that the standards have changed. The standards changed, I think, in 2012 to 2014. I wasn't even taught on these standards. I was taught through, I don't even know what the heck they were, during like President Bush's era, No Child Left Behind. That those That's what I was taught under, No Child Left Behind. And they changed. They changed. So now it's Common Core State Standards um, for the majority of the United States. And 
I just need you all to think about this real quick. Okay. So the standards change to where they are so much deeper. They are complex. They are not easy. They take days upon weeks to teach. It's not something that you can just snap your finger and, you know, you can teach it in a day. No, it probably takes weeks upon weeks. Um, if you even look at the comparison between kindergarten standards in 2000 compared to now, uh, they are very complex. I'm actually going to read a couple. Okay, I'm sorry. Correction. It's the year 1970 versus 2020. Just to read a couple. Back in 1970, what students needed to be proficient at is to write or copy all letters of the alphabet. Now, students need to write a narrative that includes the order of events that happened plus a reaction to the events. Okay, we can see that is a thick-ass standard. Um, That's not something that's like, it's so deep. All of these standards are deep. Next one, identify all letters and letter sounds. Um, Now, present, read emergent reader text with purpose and understanding. Okay, yeah, that, that could take a whole year. So basically, I think my opinion is since teaching has stayed the same for 200 years, basically, like teaching hasn't changed. There's been one teacher to a number of students per classroom. You teach all subjects in the day and then you go home. Summers are off. You know, it's been the same. So the standards have changed. Teaching has not. And, you know, you wonder why you're stressed. It's because it's you need to change teaching to fit the standards. If you want to teach these standards, then teaching needs to change. And I think the reason why we get so burnt out is because we're trying to teach the old standards in this new complex way. And it's just not like, in my opinion, we just need to slow down and teach the standard. Who gives a crap about how many standards per month? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we just shove so much down these kids' throats and it's not our fault per se. It's like we have a YAG to follow and you know, we have like these benchmarks to hit and stuff, but, um, you know, we just came out of a pandemic and, uh, the kids haven't been in school for two years. Like we cannot expect the kids to meet these standards anymore. And like, I've said it before, I've said it again, I'll say it before, whatever, <laughs> but I think this is a really good time in education. Hear me out because I think we're going to realize, holy crap, I have a third grader, but they are at a kindergarten level because that's the reality we're in. So I think it's a good opportunity for us to revamp education, for us to use our voices as teachers, I must say, and change the way we want education for the better. We know it's not working. We know this doesn't work. So this is a good time to use our voice and expertise and professionalism to help. Um, And I think that's something you need to understand being a new teacher you're kind of in this like working force of working against you. Um, There's just too much. There's too much. It's the truth. There's too much. You can't do it all. So you need to understand that you can't do it all. It wasn't made to be done all. It's all fucked up right now. (laughs) And I laugh about it because that's how I view it. I view it. The only way I can really like, like get through it, I guess, is to laugh at it. Like how bizarre 
How bizarre if you look at it really objectively from afar. It's really stupid that we even are in this situation. Um, but it's our job to change the way how we look at things. And I think if we look at it through, it's not working, let's change it. Um, but let's do the best that we can, of course. I think a lot of the stress that we have our te- from teaching is from our own doing. Like, I think we cause a lot of stress on ourselves through false expectations, like getting through, you know, all these standards at grade level. I mean, we know it's not going to be happening. We can't expect that maybe for some, some, but not all. And you know, that's just how it is. And I'm noticing since now I'm in a self-contained classroom for special ed and we're really just focusing on behaviors and naming, you know, emotions and social emotional learning to where sometimes I can't get through, you know, to curriculum in the day. And I'm realizing that I had so much ingrained within me from being a general education teacher to push through standards. It's like, let's go. Oh, didn't get it. Oh, well, let's go. Got to go to the next standard and the next thing. Like I especially feel this in math when I was teaching math and I hate it. I hate that feeling of feeling like I have to rush through content. It's so annoying. Like I need to rush for what? Why am I having to rush? So frustrating. So just understand that you are in a losing battle with that. All right. Next thing is that you need to understand that you need to put yourself first. You need to be at the front of what do I care about today? Oh, it's me. Like I said this earlier in the episode, but you as the teacher are like the power source to the classroom. How you want your day to go is ultimately going to depend on you. And if you think about all the times you go to work, you feel rushed, you feel stressed, you're not in a good mood, something happened at home, that goes back, that goes into your work and that goes into the kids and you have an even, and you have an even shittier day. Been there, done that. That was especially true to me in my second year of teaching. It's like, by the way, each year of teaching, you're going to learn something brand new about you and yourself and (laughs) you and yourself. You're going to learn something new about yourself. And it's challenging, but it's good. I like it. Anyways, my second year of teaching, I realized that I was going to work pissed. (laughs) I wasn't enjoying my job. I wasn't enjoying the environment. I didn't feel supported at all. And I just felt like it was me against the world. And I went into my classroom every day with a funk. I had a funk. (laughs) I wasn't excurting, excurting. I wasn't shining my true, authentic, high vibe, shine light of myself. That wasn't me. I was again in a very, I was not feeling it. All right. That's why I wasn't taking care of myself. I was spreading myself so thin and that's where balance and boundaries come into play. You are number one. And I need you to understand that. Yes, you love teaching. Yes, you love the kids. I do too. I love teaching. I love the kids, but I am not going to be able to show up for them 100% if I am not 100%. So that means I go first me. Um, an example of this is, you know what? The other day I was not feeling the best. I was feeling sick. I was having like, you know, female probs going on within me and I was just not feeling it. I was extremely tired. And I told my class like, you know, I'm not feeling well, whatever, whatever. And I took the day easy. I didn't do anything strenuous. 
yes, I had like a lesson planned, but it's not going to work. Why ex like, why try to make it work when I'm not fully present and fully in it and I'm hurting? Like we are the power source to these kids. Like you are the power source and with the boundaries as well, set strict boundaries within yourself of what you can get done during the day and be realistic. Only write down one to two to three things. I write down three things um, I want to get done in the day, like after work within like my high vibe teaching kind of stuff. But during the work day in the morning, I write down a running list. What do I need to get done today? And then I cross things off and, you know, I leave about at 345 every day. Sometimes I leave right after the bell rings. And that's because I don't spread myself too thin. I really take my time and I really see what my kids need and I'm not rushing through anything. Like everything's very relaxed to what we can handle and it helps with my workflow and balance and, you know, boundaries as well. So with boundaries, again, have strict boundaries over your time. And I think that's what I pretty much just said, but you know, you have contract time for a reason Try your absolute best to work in that contract time. And I'm going to say this a little bit. If you are finding that you have too much to do during your contract time, I really highly suggest that you look at what you're prioritizing, looking at what really matters and making the choice to set a boundary. Sorry, I can only do three things today and that's all I can do. I'm human. I can't do everything. I know that's really hard for teachers. It was really hard for me in the beginning, but now I really have laxed on it and I am such a happier person now. I really just stick to my boundaries of my contract time. And of course I do stay late sometimes, but that's a choice by me because I want to, not because I need to because I have so much stuff to do. That does take practice though, but I just need you to understand that. And then lastly, I need you to understand what your mission statement is. What is your mission statement as to why you became a teacher? Why did you want to teach children? What do you want to leave? What is your impact? What is your why? And once you understand your why and you connect with that why every day, you will throw a lot of the bullshit to the side You'll stop caring about things that don't truly matter and you will stay connected and persistent and straight on with your why. I like to compare it to my podcast and, you know, my high vibe teaching, um, what I've built with, with YouTube and all of this in my why it took me a while to figure out, but I'm here in my why is I believe that every single student deserves to have the best teacher. And I believe that every teacher deserves to love their job. And I believe that we can change education for what is better for the students when we as teachers are high vibe and healthy and happy and have a mind-body-soul connection and understand deep things that help them self-cope, self-heal, And just getting through the crap, holding them back. And that's my why. And it's great. And I love this, that my mission statement behind like my business, because this is my business, 
my mission statement behind doing this and my mission statement behind being a teacher are the same thing. I believe that by empowering teachers, we can empower students, which changes the world. (laughs) And that is just like, wow. I, I just feel so good saying that. And once you connect to your why, and once you connect why you're doing what you're doing and why you're showing up, why you're here, why you are here, you all the external bullcrap will slowly fade away and fall at the seams and you're on a cleaner, straight road to what you want to accomplish. I believe teachers are here for a reason. I believe if you're a teacher, you are a special person. Like you are a special soul. You care so deeply for students, which is why you're in education, I believe. And we need to take care of you. You need to take care of yourself. You're like a literal angel on this earth here to help other students and children. And that is so powerful. Impacting the youth is very powerful. And trust me, if you are a teacher in education, it is not by accident. You are in the education field for a reason. And it's to impact other lives with your light. So we need to make sure that you're lit up. We need to make sure that you're feeling good. You need to make sure that you're feeling good. You need to make sure that you are shining at your brightest of bright to impact the most that you can truly impact. Because when you are shining your light, when you're, when you are being your true high vibe, authentic self, you emulate this beautiful energy that impacts everyone around you, your coworkers, your students, parents, your students, your administrators, everyone, your families as well. Well, I must say this was one of my favorite podcast episodes I have filmed or recorded. That felt so good. I hope you guys all love this podcast episode. Um, If you could please do me a favor if you could share this podcast episode around, if you know a teacher who needs to hear this or needs some high vibe frequency in their life, send them my podcast, YouTube channel, Instagram. Um, I really just want to help teachers, you know, love their job teaching and get through the crap, holding them back. Um, thank you all for so much for listening. If you could leave a review as well, that would be extremely helpful and be sure to follow me on Instagram, subscribe to the <laughs> subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I will see you guys in next week's podcast. I love you all. You guys are all amazing, inspirational, high vibe people. And remember, becoming high vibe changed my life, and it will change yours too. All right, you guys, have a great week.